behave golly i can't talk today behavior it's because i have that twang behavior 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 is english your second language or? <laughs> Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. Kids can fill your life with so much joy, laughter, and frustration. In today's world, it can be very hard to guide kids to adulthood and to know where the line is with discipline. It's not as black and white as it used to be, but we have seven tips on developing healthy discipline and raising little humans. Don't forget that your job as a parent is to develop kids to be independent adults. Disciplining kids is more than just punishment. In fact, proper rules and discipline should lead to very little punishment. Today, we want to discuss how we raise our kids and seven tips that you can add to your repertoire. This can be a very broad topic, so we're just going to dive right in. A little bit of history on Ben and I's childhood when it came to discipline and punishment. We actually weren't raised with a lot of discipline. We were certainly punished and guided at times, but we turned out okay. So this is just the discipline part. This isn't necessarily every aspect of our childhood. Exactly. <laughs> Spanking and other punishments were done in anger to us as children. We did learn some independence and how to appreciate things that we had since we didn't live in constant comfort as children. Which isn't all bad. That's, that's also a good thing in some cases to not have every single thing handed to you on a silver platter. Yeah, we definitely lack some experiences and luxuries, but we didn't experience helicopter parenting either. And additionally, chores were just expected of us and not necessarily for money. No, and at times it felt like you were just given busy work. You were given things to do to keep you busy and out of the parents' hair. Um, and at times made you feel a little confused, you know, whereas now we try to use everything as something we can use as a tool to teach. There are a lot of influences on kids now due to social media that didn't exist when we were growing up. So the dynamic has changed a bit. So as kids, we also grew up with working parents and most kids we knew were in school or daycare. Fast forward to present day and now we are post-COVID and we as a family reset our priorities. We want to be hands-on in teaching our kids their schoolwork, know who their friends are. Uh, we also want to have a good relationship with them so that they can express themselves and ask lots and lots <laughs> of questions. And we have a 9-year-old and a 14-month-old. Obviously, the punishments for those two are very different, right? And it's different for all kids. It really, there's no cookie-cutter way to do it. KJ... The nine-year-old doesn't respond to timeouts as much now as maybe she used to, but 
we've moved on to technology restrictions. She would probably rather sit in her room by herself yes. at this point. Exactly. That's not really a punishment with all the <laughs> yeah, stuff she has in there. <laughs> <clears throat> so what about spanking? This can be a hot topic, topic, divisive topic. So we did SWAT KJ a couple times when she was younger. Uh, we were new to parenting and really didn't know what we were doing. And not to say it was all bad. We, we certainly didn't set out to hurt her. We didn't leave marks or anything. And we've, But we've caught ourselves even... It was never bare butt swatting or no, with a tool. No, it was a belt a, or anything. Yeah, it no. was a get your attention swat, but it was definitely out of anger. And we're not against spanking necessarily. I think if handled right, it can be useful. It just, you have to decide for yourself. But many times we've found, maybe in our experience or we've seen it with others, that it's done out of frustration. If you can't handle your emotions and control your emotions, what does that teach your kid? Is it okay to hit things when you get mad? So you just have to be careful with it, is all we're going to say on it. We are always sure to talk to KJ after we do a punishment, so such as a timeout or if we limit her on something with her technology. We certainly refer back to our values that we have up on our wall, values that we sat down and agreed to with her, she knows them. She knows them very well. And we're able to use that to help guide her and teach her, you know, this is why this is wrong. This is why what you did was wrong. And here's what we need to do to get back on track. So just remember, it's a teachable moment. Everything can be a teachable moment. I know that sounds very cliche, but we really do try to use everything we can to uh, make it not just a punishment because we're mad. Another issue is influences from family. We love our kids spending time with family, especially those that we have close by. But when they spend a lot of time with them, they can become heavily influenced. You must set guardrails in place so that it doesn't go too far. Our kids have a bedtime and they also have certain foods that we try to limit. KJ will also start to abuse it when you're being too soft. She needs structure to operate in, and her behavior shows that. Now let's move into the seven tips that we have that may not be brand new to many of you, but can serve as good reminders. Number one, set good boundaries. We've talked about boundaries in this podcast before uh, many times. Kids definitely crave healthy boundaries and parameters to operate in. They are constantly testing the limits of what they can and can't do. And without healthy boundaries, they are going to feel insecure, unstable, unsure, and then they can't decide what's good or bad. Basically, if your kids just wake up every morning and are waiting for you to just order them around and tell them what to do all day, every day, they have absolutely no independence. They don't understand the boundaries. I've said this once, I've said this a thousand times. They need a schedule. They need to know their schedule. Oh, I wake up at 7 and I do this, this, and this for my morning routine. It's just what you do. It's just what you do. And that makes a parent's life so much easier because you're not just constantly, oh, what are they doing now? Is that what they're supposed to be doing? Okay, yeah, it is. What are they doing now? Is that what they're supposed to be doing? Nope, nope, nope. I got to... And it's just... Mm -hmm. I just can't even understand parents that, that don't have boundaries or even like a calendar on their fridge mm-hmm. of, of what is going on this week. What do you have this weekend 
type of a thing. And also even with bedtime, like we said before, we're very strict with bedtime. If your child has no idea when they're supposed to be asleep, you're going to find them awake at 3 a.m. in the morning. The second tip actually does have a lot to do with boundaries, but you certainly need to spend time with them. That's tip number two. The saying goes that kids spell love T-I-M-E. They need your attention and your time more than anything. I've seen surveys out there that say, what do kids, what do you want most from your parents? They didn't say a new toy. They didn't say a big fancy trip. They, well, they certainly would would like those things too. But the biggest thing they want is their parents to not be rushing and not be mm-hmm. stressed and distracted. Think phones. Think being on, you know, talking on the phone too, not just texting or surfing social media, but if if you're constantly too busy for them, what message does that send? That they're just not important enough for your time and attention? And it doesn't have to be for two hours at a time in a sitting. It could be 10, 15, 30 mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. sometimes. Just a focused activity that's focused on them. They'll remember that. That means a lot to them, even if they don't always express it and even recognize it. And it's not even necessarily structured. One of the main things that Cadence was, wants to do is she just wants to cuddle for 15 minutes. That's like one of her just favorite sit, things to do. Just sit and watch a show with them for a few minutes. Uh-huh. That's all. Remember that they will model your behavior. They'll get the message if they're a priority or not. Now, number three, also some of these definitely interlock and build off each other. But number three is to be consistent. This is imperative with rule setting. You can't flip-flop on your rules and boundaries. It's confusing. Kids need to know what's expected of them as they grow up and mature. This is why we have hard schedules. This is why we have certain routines. We have lists of things you can and can't do. And being consistent parent-to-parent as well. Yeah, that's a big uh, call-out because I think that's something that gets missed a lot. Whereas one person is the enforcer and one person is the one constantly making the decisions and guiding everything and telling everybody what to do. And the other one's the just the fun one, the mm-hmm. one that lets them do whatever they want. And, well, I didn't get what I want from you. I'm going to go ask mom or mm-hmm. I'm going to go ask dad. Mm-hmm. So that sets up a lot of <laughs> fun confrontations because that's definitely not a healthy home to live in when they're playing one against the other. In discipline, you also need to provide them with independence They can do some safe things once in a while. Don't be a helicopter parent and rob them of the skill of trial and error or learn by doing. Kids will figure things out for themselves as most of us did. Right. Don't let it be too dangerous. (laughs) But if you try to keep them safe all the time, they'll be more vulnerable when you aren't around. One good example that I have of this that I really don't think is that dangerous is that Cadence only walked in front of a swing once. (laughs) And I say that all the time. She She's only going to do it once. Yeah, she learned real quick. She learned real quick. She walked in front of a kid swinging on a swing once, and she learned. Was it dangerous? No. She wasn't going to get killed by this kid. It was a little toddler on a swing, you yeah. know. And the same goes for Brayden. He's very mobile, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. And, yes, we're, we're a safe distance away, but he's only going to walk in front of a swing once. He'll learn. Yeah, we're not going to let him touch a campfire. Yeah. And no. learn learn that, but at least certain things they can learn. Not gonna let them play by water. No. Or something. Like No, no, no. <laughs> um 
and that's and that's important because they they want to learn some things themselves. Now mm-hmm. they'll they'll learn some things by observation. KJ was very good mm-hmm. at not needing to stick a penny in the light socket yeah. to figure out that wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. Braden, I'm not so sure about, but I think that they're both going to learn their own way. But they're definitely looking to you for guidance, especially on big things. I and, think about the things as kids. We we <laughs> never wore helmets. No. as children. No, you know you were a nerd if you wore a helmet. And yeah. That was, Exactly. I mean, at Cadence's age, I think, I do remember we were, like, jumping off the roof of our house onto our trampoline. I remember jumping off the roof of the house into my aunt's pool at that age. Mm-hmm. It, where were our parents? They were at work. <laughs> right. Right. I have no idea what we would have done if someone got hurt. No one ever did. No. Luckily, I mean, and, and if it does happen, hopefully it's not too bad. We don't want to make light of of you know, a bad situation that, that does happen sometimes. But I mean, obviously there's going to be glass broken. There's going to be an occasional, you know, scraped knee or something, Mm -hmm. you know, that you just, you can't freak out over every little thing. They're kids. They're Mm going to go through some of that trial and error and learn as they go. You also need to make them work for what they get. Tip number five, if you don't, this leads to entitlement. They will feel as if they are better than other people. And when every kid is special, none of them are special. We stole that from the Incredibles. (laughs) They will learn to appreciate things that they achieve much more and be more fulfilled. We use chores to earn money. That is how Cadence earns her money for the random crap that she wants to buy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because she got too used to mom and dad always buying it for her, mm-hmm. and she didn't know what the value of money was. She just saw something, she wanted it. Now, when we go on vacations or something like that, obviously we provide her with food and shelter and everything. And yeah, she's it, not paying rent, right? Yeah, now. and we'll we'll buy a t-shirt or some you know nice little memento and and all of her yeah. entertainment. But if she wants something stupid it's usually little tchotchkes like we'll buy like bigger stuff yeah. obviously more but if it's something things. that's gonna get broke in the next 15 minutes yeah <laughs> you're using your own money <laughs> right and we've also tried chore charts and we've had yeah we've done rewards. a lot of different things we've done chore charts mm-hmm. right now we're digital we've moved to digital yep um not like bitcoin but like <laughs> she marks them off digitally and then she yeah. can redeem every $5 that she gets. But And she appreciates that. She really likes the sense of achievement mm-hmm. sometimes in completing something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's challenging and rewarding, and that's good. It builds some grit and some resilience. Mm-hmm. And well, and she... same with just, like, schedule and everything. She knows bottles are her thing. Her and Ben mm-hmm. tag-team the bottles between washing them and putting away so she knows if there's bottles in the sink that's her job to wash them you know same thing as if she uh makes a mess she has to help clean it up Mm -hmm. and there was uh one time that kj stole something from hobby lobby she hid it under her shirt and when we got home we realized what she had done uh because she was like five she was pretty young yeah she didn't really know what she was doing so that was our moment to tell her look we know you really wanted this we told you no that doesn't mean you just get to take it because you Mm -hmm. want it so we went back and this was a pain for us at the Mm -hmm. time we went back we made her return it and apologize we talked to her a lot since then about what she did wrong and why that's not okay yeah and if she wanted Mm -hmm. to buy it she could use her own money another big one don't be their friend 
be their parent. This sounds easy, but it's the difference between doing what your kid likes or wants versus what they need. What they need may not always be popular, but it's what's best for them or you. When they get older, they will appreciate you more, especially if you establish a framework for them to grow and become healthy adults. They don't need more friends. They need fathers and mothers that are there to guide them. And lastly, teach, don't punish. With proper boundaries, you merely enforce the boundaries and guide children to good behavior. Timeouts, loss of privileges, and other punishments are just tools to correct bad behavior and encourage positive behavior. And be sure to reward too. So you don't just punish bad, you can reward good. Don't punish just out of anger or frustration. This doesn't teach anything except fear. Another point of that is that your kids are going to be different. As we can see, ours are obviously eight years apart, but there's also a girl versus a boy. And I think... Different personalities, Different personalities. And I think that we're kind of already seeing what motivates each of them. Cadence is very much motivated by praise and stuff. What her love language is. This Mm -hmm. is her love language is probably going to end up being physical touch and words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. I could probably almost pinpoint it of what it's going to be. It's going to be a mixture of you and I. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Braden's is food. (laughs) (laughs) What's that lovely? Braden's is uh, gifts. Yeah. (laughs) That's Braden's. Yeah. I don't think he's a physical touch so much. No, he's not. And so he's going to be motivated by if you do this, you'll get this type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that will be very interesting as they get older, what that develop into it develops into. So just remember that your children are different, and they will require different punishments and discipline and boundaries and things like that. And so just remember, these tips don't cover everything, but it's a good start and something that. We see out there with parents that could vastly improve their relationship with their kids. We certainly don't have it all figured out ourselves, and we are learning as we go. We have to continue to find better ways to influence the future of our society. (laughs) We want virtuous, productive, smart, independent kids that will be able to get the most out of life. We all want our kids to have more than we had But it's not apples to apples and really shouldn't be a comparison. Parents just need to set kids up to live their best life. And hopefully we get to be a big part of their life as they set out to possibly raise their own families. Remember, no matter how grown up they get, they will still need you. For this week's call to order, look at your situation with your family. Do you like what you see? Some good and some bad possibly? What would you improve? Sit down and schedule time with your kids for some structured family time or even one-on-one time. Also, take advantage of teachable moments. Write down some ideas of things that happen throughout the day that you could use to instruct and guide them. It may seem trivial at times, but as they enter their teenage years or adulthood, it will make a huge difference. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week. 
It begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on Facebook at The Family Order. If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every Monday.